0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, July 16th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, hemp farming is technically legal in the U.S., but there are plenty of hurdles for new farmers to overcome.
1: There is no harvesting equipment. There isn't a huge
0: seed supply. We'll have more about the challenges and opportunities for hemp farmers. First, the news. Former Missouri Secretary of State Jason Kander is joining a group seeking to end veterans' homelessness. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on Kander's new endeavor.
2: Kander was considered a rising star on the national political scene after narrowly losing the 2016 U.S. Senate race in Missouri, but he bowed out of electoral politics last year to seek treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. So now Kander is joining Veterans Community Project. The group creates tiny housing villages for homeless veterans, and Kander is leading the effort to expand. He says St. Louis is on the organization's radar. Our objective
1: is. As you Is to um, is to expand to eight additional uh, communities by the end of 2022, and and we're we're in a lot of conversations in St. Louis to to do that.
2: Kander says Veterans Community Project helped him navigate the Veterans Administration as he was getting treatment. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: A key figure in the scandal that prompted Steve Stenger to resign as St. Louis County Executive is pleading guilty this afternoon to federal charges. Businessman John Rollo is facing counts of bribery, mail fraud, and honest services fraud. Stenger pleaded guilty earlier this year to corruption charges. He admitted to steering county contracts to Rollo in exchange for campaign contributions. Rollo is facing up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Stenger will be sentenced August 9th. The longtime president of the Casa de Salud Clinic will leave his job in November. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, Jorge Rio-Pedre has been at the St. Louis nonprofit for nearly a decade.
2: Rio-Pedre has led Casa de Salud since shortly after it opened in 2010. Since then, it's provided low-cost care to uninsured patients from more than 90 countries. Rio-Pedre oversaw the launch of the GIA Case Manager Program and the clinic's mental health facility. Board President Edward Macias says the announcement came as a surprise. He credits Rio Pedre for attracting more patients and providing more services. It's
1: grown in uh, uh, strength. It has had more clients. Uh, its its reputation has is, is grown dramatically in our community so that people know about us.
2: Macias says that makes it easier to find volunteers and physicians to work there. Rio Padre says he doesn't know what he'll do next. He says he's proud of his legacy but would like to try a new career before he retires. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Hemp is the same type of plant as marijuana but with less THC. That's the part that gets people high. Many U.S. farmers are growing it for the first time in more than 80 years under new laws. but. As Harvest Public Media's Madeline Beck reports, hemp's potential comes with a lot of risk.
2: Soggy crops, seed fraud, and uncertainty. Those are only a few of the challenges facing the nation's blooming hemp industry.
0: I started getting questions like crazy. It was all over the place, my emails, my phone.
2: That's Philip Alberti with the University of Illinois Extension. Along with a handful of others, Illinois started licensing industrial hemp farming this year. More than 500 producers there are okay to plant more than 13,000 acres. Hemp is a hardy plant, but Alberti says Midwest's torrential rains were brutal.
0: Hemp likes water, but it doesn't like wet feet. And, uh, you know, this year has been, for the most part, you know, unprecedented.
2: Add to that faulty seeds. Farmers around the state have reported getting seeds that don't germinate well or aren't what they ordered. And those seeds can easily cost more than $10,000 a pound, generally shipped from Colorado, Canada, or Europe. If seeds all sprout, it can fetch a pretty penny as fibers for clothes or industrial materials, grains for food, or CBD, an oil popularized for many health benefits, proven or not. For hemp growers in Illinois, Alberti says. I think it's safe to assume north than 90, 95 percent of those applications were with the intent of doing it for CBD. But while CBD's market has skyrocketed, it's hard to build an industry on a crop that hasn't been produced in the U.S. for decades. Hemp machinery and production facilities can be hard to come by. Take it from Jeff Whaling, chairman of the National Hemp Association, who helped legalize hemp growing.
1: There is no harvesting equipment. There isn't a huge seed supply. There is no decortication facilities, which are necessary components to tear this crop apart into its uh, raw components.
2: He says there are small processors out there. But overall, whaling cautions farmers to have a buyer before they risk everything on a crop that has insufficient insurance options, few bank and lending options and no real guarantees.
1: I would hate to see farmers uh, wanting to jump into hemp and there not be a marketplace. So, you know, be cautioned, buyer beware are words that I use continuously as we move forward.
2: Consider this. If a farmer grows hemp for CBD, they need female plants only, which produce CBD-infused flowers. If males come along, either from a mixed seed batch or from a neighboring hemp field, they'll pollinate the flower and ruin the crop.
1: Pollen from hemp can drift as far as 7, 10, some say as far as 20 miles.
2: And we don't know how certain hemp varieties behave in certain climates. If it makes too much THC, the plant will have to be destroyed. That's considered marijuana. So Whaling wants the U.S. Department of Agriculture to take several things into account while coming up with federal hemp rules expected next year like seed regulation, growing transparency, interstate commerce issues, banking issues. But some have already had luck. In western Illinois, there's a greenhouse with 90,000 hemp seedlings to be planted across a few nearby acres.
1: There's a strong possibility that you could grow somewhere between twenty dollars and, and $55,000 an acre off of hemp.
2: That's Andy Houston. He's a sixth generation farmer, and he's one of the few people in Illinois who grew hemp last year as a research test pilot. From that crop, he had seeds to sell this year, and he got experience to share with customers. He even bought his own CBD extraction machine to process in-house.
1: With the acres that we have, uh, it should keep our oil extractor going for 12 months.
2: Of course, he's had to change how he does things. Like many others, he'd had to harvest it by hand last year. But he's trying a disc mower this year, something used in hay, and also trying to limit weeds. Without approved pesticides, hemp has to be grown organically. So while Houston's hemp has been doing well, he's still growing corn and soybeans and still figuring things out.
1: I think I will probably be learning about hemp for the rest of my life, but that's what makes it pretty interesting.
2: So those with hemp experience say to start small, find a buyer, and don't bet the farm on it just yet. Madeline Beck, Harvest Public Media.
0: Harvest Public Media is a collaborative network of reporters and stations in the Midwest focusing on agriculture and rural issues. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.